You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Hello, I'm Bob Ambrogi. And I'm Monica Bay. We've been writing about law and technology for more than 30 years. That's right. During that time, we've witnessed many changes and innovations. Technology is improving the practice of law, helping lawyers deliver their services faster and cheaper. Which benefits not only lawyers and their clients, but everyone. And moves us closer to the goal of access to justice for all. Tune in every month as we explore the new legal technology and the people behind the tech here on Law Technology Now. Hi, I'm Monica Bay, and welcome to another edition of Law Technology Now on the Legal Talk Network. We have a terrific guest today. It's Zach Warren, and he is the editor-in-chief at what is now called Legal Tech News. Welcome. Thank you very much. Legal Tech News, a publication that I believe you are very familiar with, Monica. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, 17 years, I think I was uh, with the other one, and I'm just so thrilled at what you're doing. Speaking of that, you and I have a lot in common, and among them is baseball. I was thrilled to find out when I first met you that you actually had been reporting on that. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, no. When I was in college, at least, my grand dream wasn't anything to do with law whatsoever. It was actually to be the next Al Michaels or Joe Buck or something like that. So when I was in college, I did a good deal of sports broadcasting, especially baseball. I spent two summers with the Cape Cod Baseball League, one of the collegiate all-star leagues during the summer. Uh, It was a great two summers. It was basically wake up, had a job landscaping in the morning, go to the beach for a few hours, then call baseball by night. Did that for uh, about two months, two straight summers. When I got into the real world, uh, you find out very quickly that those jobs not only are not very plentiful, but they pay pretty much peanuts. (laughs) So especially with student loans, that wasn't exactly going to be feasible for me. Tried working in uh, sports analytics for a bit, but didn't really work out. So segmented to something with a little bit more security and something that was still interesting to me being law. But even so, I still watch baseball like crazy, still a big sports stats nut. And even if my favorite Braves aren't exactly able to get a Giancarlo Stanton in the middle of the offseason like your Yankees, (laughs) still like to follow everything that's happening. You have built a terrifically good team at ALM, and I'd love to have you talk to us a little bit about how did you bring it and tell us a little bit about what the key things are that you're finding in legal tech and what are the key issues that are going around. Yeah, well, thank you for the compliment for the great team to start. Um, I'm definitely proud of the work we're doing as well. And especially for, as you know, journalism, which turns over like crazy pretty much every other month. The fact that we've had pretty much the whole team together for going on two years now is pretty extraordinary. And I'm really happy with the continuity and the work that we're doing. Now, did you find some of those folks? The way that it worked is actually, well, of course, Aaron took over for you. 
at LTN mm-hmm. and I was with at Inside Council magazine with Erin previously. So when she moved over to LTN, I moved over along with her as first an associate editor, then a managing editor. Um, when she was in charge, she brought on board Ian, who is now the technology desk editor, and I work very closely. And can you tell us who their full names are so that folks might know who we're talking about? Yes, good call. That would be Ian Lopez. Um, So Ian Lopez has been with LTN for probably about three years now going up on that. And then after pretty much around the same time I became editor-in-chief, that's when Reese Dipshan was brought on board. And then not too long after that, uh, Gabriel Hernandez was a reporter for one of ALM's local magazines in Georgia, but they wanted to move her to a national audience. So she came on for legal tech news as well. So as a team, we've been together since about May, June, 2016. And uh, we're starting to get codified into some individual beats like Reese is kind of working more the corporate beat. Gabrielle is doing a lot with startups. And I know you, Monica, have spoken with Gabrielle a few times on that particular subject as well. Mm-hmm. So I I think we're doing pretty well for ourselves, and I'm happy with all of the uh, inroads that we're making and keeping on the great legacy of LTN so far. Well, I would definitely agree with you. You've just developed a really excellent crowd. So how did you end up, like I did, in tech when uh, we both had such strong interests otherwise? A uh, winding, winding path. Now, not something I had any conception that I was going to be doing coming out of undergrad. Because like I said, I worked in sports analytics for a tiny bit, but the startup space being what it is, that kind of fell through when they decided they didn't want content people anymore. So a friend of mine was with Inside Council Magazine, previously Corporate Legal Times. And she said, hey, I'm leaving for another job. This is something, it's an interesting job. I think you like it, think you do well. So I moved over there and uh, about a month after I moved to Inside Council Magazine, that editor-in-chief left and Aaron Harrison came on board as the new editor-in-chief there. Uh, she decided that she wanted to keep me on, which was awesome because I didn't want to be switching jobs again for the second time in two months. <laughs> and uh, I think we, yeah, we made a pretty good team. It was me, Aaron Harrison, Rich Steves, Chris DeMarco, and we had that team up until ALM purchased Summit Professional Networks, which included Inside Council at the time. Uh, was not fun when Inside Council being purchased by its Uh, biggest competitor, corporate counsel. But it did pretty well for me in that they wanted people to move over to the legal tech news team after yourself left and uh, everybody who was involved there. And yeah, the tech space is something that's always been really interesting to me because talking with corporate counsel is nice. And there were excellent people that I'd interview on a daily basis. But I've always been drawn to the people that are pushing stuff forward, the people who are trying to be innovative, the people that are a little bit more techie, like myself. I like to think of myself as a little bit more techie. So being able to speak that language as compared to, frankly, a little bit more dry corporate speak really appealed to me. And it's something that I've been very happy to have had the opportunity to do. Yeah, I I've, was always mesmerized with change. And my dad was a uh, United Airlines pilot. 
and I, my whole life, I've just been absolutely mesmerized. And I'm not under the hood, which make, which I think surprised a lot of people that I could do a lot of stuff about tech. But when somebody wanted to give me a big long thing, I would sort of go, oh God, you know. But what was so magic about it was really sort of like, how does the world adopt change, and how do all these things? get us there and some are surprises and some aren't. And I've just been mesmerized by how fast things change with tech and some that just flop all the time. And, you know, I started my career with a typewriter, you know, that tells you how old I am, Mm -hmm. but I've just absolutely loved it and I'm still doing it. And, you know, I'm in a different environment that allows me to focus really on the stuff I really love, which is dealing with startups and access to justice, blah, blah, blah. Back to you. Uh, I just wanted to say I'd absolutely agree with that. But one thing that I'd put on top of that even is something that's always interested me is numbers and data as well and kind of how you can make change with practical realized results and i think i got into ltn at the right exact right time for that reason quite honestly with the explosion of big data with analytics and so many people trying to make those practical changes uh, i'm very happy (laughs) that i got in when i did well i think it's absolutely perfect for you and and I think I was really lucky because I got the opportunity to go to the Stanford Codex. And, you know, it was time for me to take a change. I'd been there for 30 years and it's just been yeah. so exciting. But I feel like one of the things that I have done every single year and will be doing again this year is going to Legal Week, yeah. which is a new name for them, but I'm still going to call it legal tech because as far (laughs) as our concern, it's all about legal tech. And it's coming up very shortly, January 29th to February 1. I will be there from the 30th to the 1st, but I won't be there on the first day. Let's talk about our listeners and tell them a little bit about what's going to come up this time because they made it a little bit bigger and the structure's a little different. But mostly we're interested in the tech part of it. So there's so much stuff that goes on. And for the folks who are coming for the first time, it can be completely overwhelming. The The big joke is always make sure you bring good shoes. And they're absolutely right. <laughs> yep. This will be your second or third one. Is that right? This will be my third one. Yes. Uh, third or fourth. Yeah. No, I, I think, think third. So, so from your yeah. point how you know they've changed a lot of what's going on adding a lot of other stuff but as we were saying focusing on the tech aspect of it for first attendees what would you recommend to them in terms of how to go through all the things and find the right things that legal tech provides yeah i I definitely do think it's important to come in with a plan because as you were saying, a lot of people show up that first time and it's overwhelming. I mean, the, oh, yeah. especially for people who aren't from New York, uh, <laughs> even more so, going to the New York Midtown Hilton itself and walking in the hotel and seeing just the massive second floor with everybody you could ever think of in the exhibit hall, uh, especially with the five different conferences happening at once, with legal tech being the huge one. There's yep. just so much to do. So... I, even for us covering it, we print out 
the agenda ahead of time, mark it down saying, oh, this is something we want to check out. This is something we want to check out. And even if we don't have a set in stone schedule, having the familiarity with the schedule ahead of time makes life so much easier and lets you build in, oh, this is where I think it'd be helpful to maybe walk the exhibit hall and see what's new. This is where it'd be helpful to have a few meetings. This is where we want to definitely see this keynote, this keynote. If we have time, that'd be great. Um, so I, that, that'd be my main thing is not having a rigid set in stone schedule because even walking from place to place, you're going to find that you're going to be interrupted and it's going to take a lot longer than you thought it might. But having a rough outline of things that would be good to do at certain times, I think is a great idea. Going into the exhibit hall can be absolutely overwhelming. It seems to me that a lot of some of the ones that were very hot 10 years ago are now pretty mature, mostly e-discovery, for example. But what are the hot areas now that people should look at when they are in the exhibit hall? Are there any particular areas that you think they should pay attention to if they want to get the best out of the event? Yeah, well, I mean, everybody's heard the phrase AI is a buzzword these days, and that seems to be going around. But I mean, you know, as well as I do, that investment into legal tech AI tools has been on the sharp uptick over the past year. And that's something that I'm definitely interested in seeing, even compared to 2017, is just how much A, these companies have grown, and B, what their offerings are as compared to last year's legal tech, as compared to even ILTA last summer. I know a bunch of companies are going to be coming, AI-specific companies, I should say, are coming out with a bunch of new solutions that promise all new things. And I want to get my hands on it. I want to see how it works practically. For some of the newbies, tell us what AI is. Yeah, absolutely. So artificial intelligence in consumer technology, a lot of times it's you go to Amazon, you order something and it predicts what you might want next. So say you want gloves, it'll say at the bottom, consumers who bought this also bought a hat or a scarf or something like that. In legal AI or artificial intelligence technology works a little bit similar in trying to predict things. Um, predictive coding in e-discovery has happened for years, but artificial intelligence technology is starting to break out into other predictive uh, analytics, like you're seeing in contracts, especially if you fill in, say, what type of case matter it is and who the contract is with, it'll come out with a contract for you. And then you can adjust some individual clauses in there, but it automates the practice a lot easier. You're seeing it in case research a lot as well. If you kind of similar to that Amazon example, if you have a case that you're looking at and you're studying, the algorithms will predict cases that may interest you based on what you're already seeing. So if you're looking at, I don't know, a stop and frisk case, say, uh -huh. there are other cases, some that are stop and frisk, some that are not, that may interest you and may lead to further research kind of developing not only your own research, but also the software itself, it's better able to predict in the future based on what you're saying, oh, this correlates with this, but this might not be the best. So that's where a lot of artificial intelligence technology is. Some will tell you that 
especially with the growth of AI and financial and insurance and other spaces, that legal is lacking a little bit. But I think a lot of it is just practicality at this point. Good point. You need to actually be able to apply this technology. And a lot of, especially lawyers, are not only reticent, but just don't see the value proposition in it. So until that value shows itself, I think it's going to be at a lot of that repetitive contract research type work for now. But I'm excited to see whether anybody can prove me wrong. And that's part of what I want to see at Legal Week as I'm walking the exhibit hall this year is kind of what people view as that next stage. And like I said, get hands on and see how it actually works. Yeah. What about cybersecurity? That seems to be very, very hot still. Yes. Most definitely. I mean, cybersecurity, yes, but I think the privacy aspect of it is becoming so important, especially as we get toward the uh, GDPR, the General Data Protection uh, Regulation, which is a European regulation being enforced in May that basically changes a lot of the major privacy rules for international companies and law firms that are also doing work overseas. If you violate those, I believe the penalties are up to 4% of total revenue, if either total revenue or total profit, I'm not sure. But because of that, you're going to be seeing a whole lot of privacy technology, a whole lot of compliance technology, and a whole lot of even your security and e-discovery vendors making sure that every piece of data that's in there, especially if you're working in Europe, is as secure as humanly possible. Because the issues, if you're not, are going to be very, very large coming up here very shortly. Are there any particular ones that you are looking forward to seeing and or do you recommend any particular ones that you know are going to be there for folks that might be coming who are newbies? Uh, In terms of technologies, I'd like to be neutral on that one as much as humanly possible. Of course. But I would say to check out just generally some of those AI technologies. I'm particularly interested in some blockchain-enabled technologies that are well in terms of security. I like seeing what people are doing with the blockchain and kind of where people are pushing forward with that. Uh, Yeah, with the blockchain, I think it's particularly interesting too because it almost seems like law firms and academics are ahead of companies on that one, at least from my anecdotal experience. I know a bunch of law firms that are working with clients about how to possibly look at the blockchain and trying to get together affinity groups. And there are some general technology blockchain companies, but I haven't seen as much focus on legal. So that's something I definitely want to see. And I would encourage others to try and see if people are adopting those new technologies because it could be the next wave. So that's definitely something for me. I also just personally, I love audio, I love video and audio and video have vexed lawyers and especially people working on discovery for years. So I'm always interested in how people are going to be incorporating audio, video, social media, and kind of tackling those new data sources. Again, as a number guy, I like the data sources. So that's always something I like to hear as well. The keynotes uh, for Legal Tech seem to be about four or five of them. Are there any that you are particularly excited about? I would say the very first one, personally. 
I believe the title is Addressing Existential Threats, Surviving Turbulent Times and Finding a Way Forward. Um, so that's day one, January 30th. Who's who's doing that? That is Jay Johnson, who was the Secretary of Homeland Security between 2013 and 2017. And he was also with the Department of Defense before that. And uh-huh. we were talking a little bit earlier about cybersecurity. Well, that's going to be the major cybersecurity one right there. And I feel like nobody knows the cyber threats that the U.S. has faced probably better than Jay Johnson over the past four years. From everything I've heard as well, I was actually talking with Judge Peck about this um, on a recent planning call, and he said that Jay Johnson's one of the best speakers that he's heard in a long time. So I feel like that's very high praise, and I'm very excited to see what he has to say there at the very beginning. And that's going to be on January 30th at 9 a.m. I was surprised at how many that they're having. They have a cybersecurity one. They have an ESI one that I think that's the one that Judge Peck is on. And Judge Peck is going to be retiring about a week after he leaves legal tech. So it's going to be really interesting to see what he does next. He's got a lot of interests on those. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting as well because, I, I mean, Frankly, a lot of these judges panels do have a lot of the same people and Judge Peck has been on panel after panel for years. So personally, I'm not only interested in a what he's going to say, because that is going to be a very big panel there uh, on January 31st at 9 a.m. But I'm also kind of interested to hear some of these people that I haven't seen as much, like Judge Conti of Pennsylvania, like Judge Matthewman of Florida, because that's the future right there. When you have you your Judge Peck, your Judge Francis, uh, Faciola recently retired, Judge Shinlin recently retired. So getting more of these judges not only involved with the tech community, but hearing what they have to say and their future vision of what it can be. I think that kind of mix of young and old is going to be very interesting personally. Boy, do I agree with you. I think that's spot on. And particularly with the a very strong sense of women. Our area has always been one that was not very attractive to women, and it's really growing much better now, and it's very exciting. So mm-hmm. it, it's going to be you know, very, very interesting to watch what's going on there. I'm, I'm very excited with that. Yeah, and kind of going back to the exhibit hall as well, that's something I've been seeing recently too is women entrepreneurs in the space. People who were in a law firm but left, wanted to start their own company. And I'm seeing that even through your own Women of Legal Tech series with LTN, how more women are seeing a path forward. So that's something else I wanted to explore in the exhibit hall is kind of those women-led companies, but also on panels like a Judge Conti, kind of getting more voices into the space I think is a great thing. Yes, it's been incredibly exciting, uh, particularly at Codex, because um, one of the women that has been very active in Codex just sold her her company, and it's Alma Assay. If I pronounced it incorrectly, I will be so embarrassed, but I'm pretty sure we got it right. So it's going to be very, very exciting. I'm, I, I think it's really incredible. Switching back to the keynotes really quickly, I just laughed when I saw the one for February 1st, which is fake news mm-hmm. eats the world. <laughs> yep. That is one I am definitely going to try to find. What, what do you know about that one? I think it's going to be interesting because 
especially a lot of the legal tech sessions in the past, they've been very techy and for a tech audience. Yep. But especially as it's trying to transition to legal week a bit more and trying to open up to different parts of the law firm, I like having the ethics conversations in there a little bit more as well. So I think that's definitely what they were going for with the subhead of it is protecting speech, evaluating truth, and validating our decisions. And it's talking with a few different professors on that one and somebody from PolitiFact as well. So, I mean, you're a journalist, I'm a journalist. For that reason, I'm going to be very interested in them personally. But I think for the lawyers and legal people in attendance, it's going to be something a little bit more different than you've gotten in the past, but interesting as well, because current events, I mean, everybody is glued to their Twitter these days for the most recent tweets and what trying to parse not only the ethical, but the legal implications of everything that's going on. So kind of combining that into one. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Uh, Zach, we're running out of time. I could talk to you all day. But before we tell the listeners how they can find you, anything else that you wanted to add? I would just say we've been very focused on legal tech, but the legal week as a whole, I think, especially last year was a bit hectic with it being the first year of legal week and trying to expand upon just the legal tech. A lot of people didn't know where to go and the signage wasn't great. and Nobody really knew the delineations, but I do feel pretty good about this year. It being more clear and people actually knowing what the differences are between legal tech, legal CIO, diversity, legal marketing, et cetera. So I'm excited for all of it, quite honestly. And I know those days I'll be running around like a chicken with my head cut off with 30,000 meetings each day. But if you get a chance to pop in some of those sessions, and especially sessions that you might not have even thought twice about before, like kind of the marketing aspect of things, or especially the diversity track or the diversity conference, I should say, that they'll be having. I highly suggest kind of broadening your horizons and seeing what's else, what else is out there beyond just the legal tech as well, if possible. Very good. And of course, we always have to say, make sure you bring good shoes. Before yeah. I let you go, if the listeners are interested in reaching you, how can they reach you? Absolutely. So the easiest way is via email. My email is zwarren, W-A-R-R-E-N, at A-L-M dot com. I usually have my email on me. That's the best way. I have a Twitter and a LinkedIn, but despite my age, I am not the most social media savvy person. So if you'd like to connect with me, find me on LinkedIn. That is great. But I can't guarantee quick responses. Otherwise, you can see me. I will be at Legal Week New York on Monday through Thursday, the 29th through the 1st. Just, again, look for the person running around like crazy and try and stop (laughs) me and have a chat for a few minutes. And I think that'd be great. Love meeting new people, especially being out in Minnesota and not being able to put faces to names too uh, frequently, events like this are great for me. So go ahead and stop me while I'm out there. (laughs) Well, it's always wonderful to be able to see you. This has been another edition of Law Technology Now for the Legal Talk Network. I thank you for listening. And if you liked what you heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time on the next edition of Law Technology Now. This is Monica Bay signing off. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. 
Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.